What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the East Paulding High School FCA podcast. My name is Hannah Davis, and I'm a sophomore FCA leader here at East, and I'm just so excited to be able to have this opportunity to speak to you guys this morning. Um, This is a message that I'm super, super passionate about, and I just can't wait to share it with you. Um, But before we start, I wanted to touch on two things that are going on in our community. Um, The first is the Westridge Church Student Devotionals. Um, These are short little devotionals, sorry, written by students for students. Um, They will come out every Monday, and to sign up for them, you can text DEVO, capital D-E-V-O, to 770-222-2125, and I am so excited to get these out and rolling. I have the privilege of getting to help write them, and the heart behind it is that we really want to help students get into God's word to grow in their walk with God. It's a great place to start and a great place to continue growing. Um, so we are so excited. The first one will come out next Monday and it is just such a blessing to be able to write these. And I am so excited to get these out and rolling. The second thing is, is that next week, East Paulding FCA will be meeting at Westridge Church multi-purpose theater at 7 30 in the morning it'll have live worship chick-fil-a biscuits and an absolutely outstanding speaker um i would absolutely love to see you there we would love to see you come um it's going to be fantastic so if you can make it please come it will be so amazing to be able to meet in person again um without further ado i want to let's just dive into the message i'm going to open us up in prayer and then we'll get into it. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for the freedom to be able to praise your name on a podcast. Lord, I pray that you will speak through me today. God, I pray that my words will be few and yours will be many. God, I pray that your name will be amplified through this message. And Father, I just pray pray that this will resonate with people and that it will change their lives as it has changed mine. In Jesus' name, amen. So the message I wanted to talk about today is entitled The Power of God's Word. Now this concept has absolutely changed my life. Like without a doubt has changed my life. I grew up in the church, so I always heard the Bible stories in children's church. I watched VeggieTales and still do. <laughs> and I could sing the Father Abraham song on command. Uh, my family has showered me with scripture and prayer since day one. I have just always been surrounded by the word of God, which is something that I am so thankful for and wouldn't trade for anything. But up until right before we went into quarantine last year, I would have considered myself a lukewarm Christian. I was living it up for Jesus on Sundays and Wednesdays. And I didn't really read God's word in between. I wasn't a terrible person. I thought I was a pretty good person. And I just was nice to everyone, you know? Like, I was being a good Christian, right? No, like, there is no, spoiler, there's not a good person here. There's only been one good person throughout all of creation, and that was Jesus himself. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Um, 
which is something that shook me as a lukewarm Christian. Um, so, like I said, I didn't have a personal relationship with God. I prayed when the pastor prayed, and I sang all the songs. I knew all the lyrics. I could tell you Philippians 4.13 and Jeremiah 29.11, and that was about it. Um, and yeah, I did not walk with God daily. You know, I would do little plans on the Bible app, you know, to make me check it off my list, but it did not resonate with me, and I was very lukewarm. But thankfully, through FCA leadership, I was challenged to go deeper, which was something that I had never been challenged to do before. I was, you know, they were like challenging me to go deeper because iron sharpens iron, and Right before we went into quarantine, I started seriously reading God's word. And that absolutely changed everything for me. And I was able to fully grasp the power that is in God's word. The creator of the whole universe spoke. And his words are filled in these 66 66 books. Now... All scripture is breathed out by God. Um, it has one author, contrary to, popular, contrary to popular belief. The Bible has one author. It's the Holy Spirit. Now you may say, well, what about the Gospels and Paul's letters? Yes, but this was all inspired by the Holy Spirit. And you can see, the more you study scripture, you can see the little like intricacies in it. Um, I think I said that word right. <laughs> and... It never contradicts itself, not once. And for a book that was written by men who didn't even know each other, that only points to the fact that there is one true author, and that is the Holy Spirit. Um, So the power that is in God's word is something that has just absolutely blown my mind over this past year. Um, It's definitely been a part of my testimony, like... I have seen it change like every part of me, which is something that I would not trade the world for. I firmly believe in the power of reading God's word and, you know, writing that scripture on your heart. So the part, the power, the part that I want to talk about today is the power. Um, We are currently fighting in a war. We are. It is a spiritual war. I really touched on it in in one of my other podcast episodes, but Ephesians 6 tells us that we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but we are fighting against rulers and authorities of the unseen world, which can sound really intimidating to a, you know, meek little high school student like myself. Like, if I had to go up against this alone, I would be crushed like a bug and not even with second thought. But, spoiler alert, we are not fighting this war alone. We are fighting with and for the kingdom of God. And another spoiler alert, we've already won. We already have victory through Christ, which is something that just gets me really, really, really excited. (laughs) Because it's easy to get lost in the battle and forget, like, the end of the book. We have the end of the book. Those of you who read through Revelation know that we win the war. But right now, we are in battle. And we have to put on the armor of God to protect ourselves. You have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, 
the shoes of the gospel of peace, and you have the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. And every day on our way to school, my family puts that on because we prepare to go into battle because we are in a war. And it's hard to picture that because it doesn't always present itself in what you would refer to as violence or what you would typically think of of a war. I've I've seen trials in my life. I have definitely seen things that have like shook me to the core, like brought my face to the carpet. Like I have seen that, but I feel like the most destructive warfare in my life over the years has been the distractions and the subtle ways. Because our enemy comes to stu- to steal, kill and destroy. And he is not going to do it in big ways all the time because it's easy for us to notice that. He will do it in subtle ways. And it's a day-by-day battle. You know, I've seen, like, I've seen that in my life, you know. One day I'll wake up and I'll be like, ah, man, I woke up a little late. I don't have time to read my Bible today, you know. Or, oh, man, I practice really late tonight. I don't have time to read my Bible today. And then I go and watch Netflix for four hours, like, and that distraction and filling myself with whatever was on that Netflix show rather than filling myself with the word of God, which is something I was very convicted of in quarantine. Um, I'm a very, very busy person. You know, I play three varsity sports at East. I play travel ball. You know, I'm in a bunch of clubs, take all honors, all AP classes. Like, I know what it's like to be busy. I promise you. Um, but when we were in quarantine, all of that was taken away, like instantly. And I'm not going to lie. It kind of messed with me a bit. Like, you mean I don't have sports to go to? You mean I have online school? You know, like stuff like that. And I found myself with a bunch of free time that I had never had before. You know, I grew up playing sports, like free time was just something I didn't have and that was okay you know I didn't ever complain about it you know it was just part of it um so when I found myself with free time in quarantine I was like whoa who is this what are you like hello but I had to learn the hard way how to properly manage that free time um in a like non-productive way because the first week of quarantine, I was like, yay, we have all this free time. And I spent watching Netflix and I binge watched way more shows than I care to mention. And before I knew it, a week had passed. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, where did all my free time go? And I looked at my screen time and I was like, there it is. <laughs> so I had to challenge myself to really realize that this was a gift and that I was given the opportunity to read God's word. And that was something that like different people in my life really instilled in me. And I will forever be grateful for a phone call I had on my back deck one day in quarantine. But I mean, I had to understand that I needed to read God's word with the time I'd been given. And it wasn't a guilt sort of thing. It wasn't, oh, I have to read God's word. It was, I get to read God's word. And man, when we understand the privilege that comes with reading God's word, like we have the privilege of reading God's word. And when I started looking at it through that lens, 
it stopped seeming like it stopped it stopped acting like a chore like I had to do like I have to read my bible it became I get to read my bible which is something that you know has changed my life and I am so thankful that it has but when we prepare for battle we have to have a weapon and here in Ephesians 6 it talks about the sword of the spirit which is the bible itself you know it is the word of god Hebrews 4.12 builds on this idea. It says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and the spirit, joints and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. I don't think there's a sword on this earth that can do that. And the thing that convicted me so much was when I realized that my sword was sitting on my shelf collecting dust. I had the power of God's word and it was sitting on my shelf in my room. It had been months since I touched it. And that is something that absolutely wrecked me. You see, the maker of the entire universe spoke life onto these pages and I had let it collect dust. We didn't even take the sword out of its sheath. The word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of God stands forever. That's in Isaiah 48. God's word does not change. It just doesn't. It's the same Bible as it was when it was written, you know? It's not something that changes with the times, you know? God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, And it's not going anywhere. (laughs) It's not. So God is like waiting on you with a divine appointment. And we have the choice whether or not we're going to keep those appointments. We have the choice whether or not we're going to go meet with him. As a busy person, I oftentimes would not mean to not read my Bible, like not a deliberate thing. Like, I'm just not going to read God's word today. Like, I never thought that. It was, oh crap, I don't have time to read. Because I didn't schedule it, you know? It didn't, it wasn't a routine for me. It was just kind of like a, oh, I need to read the Bible. Oh crap. Oh, Oh dang, I don't have time. But once I started like, making it a part of my routine, it became a lot easier when it was like scheduled. So if you're like me, you're a crazy busy person. Hey, same. (laughs) It really helps me to schedule reading God's word, like in the mornings when I wake up. The first thing I do is I read my verse of the day and then I do my devotionals and then I read the passages in my physical Bible and like I don't answer text messages or do anything like that until I have read God's word, which means a lot of times I don't answer people when I, until I get to school, which is fine. Um, but I had to learn to seek first the kingdom of God because all of those things will be added to you once you seek first the kingdom. He tells us that in Matthew. Um, the word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Psalm 119, 105. When I started my day with God's word, I felt like my steps were anointed. Like I didn't have to worry about you know, am I going the right way? <clears throat> Sorry. Because I knew that he was guiding my steps. He was walking right there with me. 
And that is something that is so powerful, especially when you're a very busy person. (laughs) Um, And we need God's word to truly live through him. It, we, I realized how dependent I was on it when I didn't have it, when I would miss a day and like, it would like throw me off. You know, we need to need God's word in our life because Matthew 4, 4 tells it, Matthew 4, 4 says, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes on from the mouth of God. A lot of times we are very concerned with our meals and what we eat. We love food. Our generation especially really loves food. We just do. We love the grub. You know, when was the last time you missed a meal? When was it? Like, when was the last time you forgot to eat? Yeah, I imagine most of you probably have not forgotten to eat the past few days, at least. But we are so caught up that we miss our daily bread, which is the last podcast episode I did. So you should go listen to that one. Um, So I'm saying all this to say is that we have a powerful weapon in our hands and it has the power to divide bone and marrow and we're letting it sit on our shelves. God's word is powerful. It is so powerful like, more powerful than we could ever imagine. Like, I can't even begin to wrap my head around it. <laughs> like, I've tried, and, like, I, my, I don't have that many brain cells, so it can't really wrap around it. <laughs> like, um, But, man, I just challenge you to change your mindset when it comes to reading the Bible. If you view it more of a religion sort of thing and say that I have to read my Bible, change it to a relationship sort of thing where you say, I get to read my Bible. And I promise you, you will be more eager to do it because it's more of a privilege that way. So don't feel guilty that you don't read the Bible because Romans 8.1 tells us that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, that isn't to say that you can just be like, you know what, there's no condemnation, so it's okay. Because you there's grace, yes, but you don't want to abuse the gift that is grace, you know? Um... So I just challenge you, just dive into the word of God. You know, if you need somewhere to start, use the SOAP method. Um, That's one of my personal favorites that taught me how to read God's word. Um, I mean, it's scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Very easy to do. So I'm going to close this out in prayer real quick. And then I'm just going to challenge you guys to go get in the word of God. Father, I just thank you for the message that you put on my heart. Lord, I praise you for just your word and how it has just penetrated through my heart. God, I pray that you will just use this message to amplify your name and your kingdom. God, I pray that this will help people grow. Lord, I pray that they will draw close to you and that you will save them, Lord. I pray that they will be able to abide in you because apart from you, God, we can do nothing. And Lord, I just ask that if there's anyone on here that is unsaved, Lord, that you will draw them close and you would continue to knock on their heart's door. And in Jesus' name, amen.